Praise unto the Lord and give him a praise. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Come on, you can do better than that. Clap them unto the Lord. I didn't say unto me, but unto the Lord and give him a praise. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. Let's exalt his name together. Hallelujah. 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 Praise his wonderful name. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Certainly we give God thanks today for another day in his house. I'll take this opportunity to greet the body of believers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all our visiting friends, those who are joining us online, maybe YouTube, Facebook Live, or you're on the Zoom platform. We welcome you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know your souls have already been blessed of the Lord in those songs and prayers that we have prayed and songs that we have sung unto the Lord. And this, and I want to, I, I truly believe this morning that the presence of the Lord is already doing something in the midst of us. Uh, uh, to our elders, uh, ministers, evangelists, missionaries, all God's wonderful people, I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. If you feel like you can sit down, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Shanda Bahasataya. Glory, Shambahasaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Just go ahead and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Shanda Bahasataya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Somebody say, Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I've laid my burdens down. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I've laid all my burdens down. Hallelujah. If you know you have no burden, you can lift your hands and shout, Hallelujah. You can lift your hands and shout glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Shanda Bahasataya. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All my burdens I've laid down. Hallelujah. He told me, take my burdens for my burden is light. Uh, yours are heavy. I'll take them for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your yoke is a bondage, but I'll give you my yoke. For my yoke is easy. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. What an exchange. What an exchange. What an exchange. What a glory. What a hallelujah. Oh, Shamba Hosaya. Kamba Taba Hosataya. Hallelujah. 
Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, we are not drunk as you suppose. No, we are not drunk. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Brother, do you have it this morning? Sister, have you felt it this morning? Have you received of him this morning? Hallelujah. You can shout this morning and give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. What a, what a tremendous day in the house of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, brother, now I hear your shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That kind of shout make preaching much easier. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to extend greetings from my wife, who is online at this morning, unable to attend. Uh, please continue to pray for the family. Brother Zachary was doing well. Uh, came home one day in the rain, and after that, he just started sneezing and coughing. And I know uh, God is really touching him. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It's not that plague that's hitting the land. The hand of the Lord is upon him. And I, I just want to uh, greet them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And uh, she's still working in the background on the online platform. Uh, we give God thanks for Sister James and her effort in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, this morning, I just want to take my time to encourage the hearts of God's people. In a time like we've never faced before, history have given us account of similar times in the past when men were faced with issues that they have never seen before. Issues that they knew not how to handle. But in the midst of it, God is highly involved in his creation. It doesn't matter how dark the days may be. It doesn't matter how confusing the times are. God is. He has never abandoned his creation. And the birds of the ear, they come out in the morning to sing praises to God. The plague of COVID is on the land, COVID-19. But every morning, the birds come out and they sing to God. They chirp praises to God. 
The beasts of the field hollow out to God. The wind blow across the trees and the trees bow their branches before God. And they praise God. Hallelujah. Sometimes the earth shake with tremor. Praising God. But mankind is confused. Mankind is held in a form of mystery cannot understand cannot comprehend the time in which they are living but i give god thanks and that the church is not confused hallelujah perhaps folks in the assembly is confused but the church is never confused Father, I pray this morning that you will open the blind eyes, Lord Jesus, and stop the deaf ears, whether physically or spiritually, this morning and allow your glorious light to shine in. Let your word penetrate hearts. Lord, break and touch consciences this morning. Hallelujah. Deliver souls from the pit of hell. Lord Jesus, from the bondage of men and the system of this world. Oh God, we give you thanks, Lord. Lay your hand upon me, Lord. As, we as I speak, my God Almighty, what you have me to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this morning, I want to speak from a subject, a turning point turning point. Mankind has always faced challenges in this world. Given the command to rule and have dominion over the earth. And in a few hours after having given that command Mankind plunge in sin and darkness, trying to find purpose in life, trying to find why am I here? Why? Why did God create me? What's my purpose? It's the age-old question. Some have not confessed it audibly with their lips, but they express it in desires that they have no answer, desires that can never answer the great question. The book of Exodus chapter 1, you can turn there, Tells us of a time in history. A history of a people selected by God. Selected for a specific purpose. In the opening chapter of Exodus, the first verse tells us these are the names of the sons of Israel. Jacob, 
who moved to Egypt with their father, each with his family. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, God, and Asher. A family that moved down with their father into the land of Egypt. What is the significance of going down into the land of Egypt? And who are these people? Egypt represents the worldly system. Enslavement to desires, emotions, ego, materialism. That's in a short form what Egypt represents. Bondage, suppression. The Bible tells us that this family and how it started way back in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. God selected one man called Abraham at the time. He commanded Abraham to leave his country, his native country. To leave your relatives, family, and go to a land that I, God, will show you. Gave this one man a promise. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you and make you famous. God. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. And I, God, will curse those who treat you with contempt. And in you, all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. What a promise. What a word. This man, Abraham, who the Bible tells us that was unable with his wife to have a child. By the time we reach Genesis chapter 15, it tells us of a time in Abraham's life that the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. So why am I talking about this? I'm building a foundation to understand the names of those who went down Egypt in Exodus chapter 1. Not only that, it is for us to understand when God has called us, he never, never leave us alone. It doesn't matter what is happening 
in this world that we are living in. Doesn't, doesn't matter what's happening in the Egypt that we are a part of. God has never left us alone. Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? How can this thing be? How can this promise be fulfilled if I don't have a son? Seeing that you have given me no children. Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no children. There's no descendants of my own. So one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servants will not be your heir. For you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. I know. Some of us younger ones, because we are living in the city, we can't see the numerous or the innumerable amount of stars that's in the sky. You travel north, travel to a place where there's hardly any light and you look up in the sky. I remember days coming from church back home in Jamaica and as children we come in from a night service we attempt every night to count the stars. Impossible. God said, Abraham, take a look into the sky. Every one of those stars, I know them by name. But I'm giving you a picture of what your future looks like. That's how much, how many descendants you're going to have. The Bible said, Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Tell somebody, you have to have faith. But every man who has received a promise from the Lord also will face a test. Moments of despair. Moments of persecution. Very dark days. All that will live godly must Suffer persecution. Shortly after having received, reminded of the promise and how great a promise it was, the Bible said that as the sun was going down, Abraham fell into a deep sleep. And a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abraham, or to Abraham at the time, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land. 
where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. Moments after being told you're going to be famous after being told your descendants are going to be like the stars in the sky. I'm going to make you great. It's being told that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth, great substance. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at the ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. The father of this great nation is being told, your descendants will be enslaved will be in bondage, being oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But don't worry about your descendants. Brothers and sisters, God does not want us to worry about our future. God say, I made the promise with you. I made the covenant. It's not your responsibility to try and create a plan as to how you're going to sustain your own family lineage. I, God, I'm going to keep you. Brothers and sisters, History has a fine way of repeating itself. Every person has got to understand that God's plan is not always clearly seen or easily comprehended. Abraham could have asked, why Lord, why? Why is it that my descendants will have to be in bondage not just 40 years but 400 years? But God has a plan that we don't necessarily understand. So the Bible tells us and I will move on very quickly. Time, in the interest of time, Abraham had a son, Isaac, who the Lord reminded of the promise he made with Abraham. Isaac 
in the interest of time, had a son, Jacob. And Jacob had 12 sons. But there's one of them that he really loved. One whom he showed favoritism to. And this son, Joseph, was given a coat of many colors. And because of that, his brothers recognized the favoritism that his dad was showing to him. And they became jealous. They became bitter with their brother. Ended up selling their brother into slavery. Into the hand of the Midianites. Joseph was on his way. In a plan. That God himself had orchestrated. Tell somebody. You never really knew or know. What God has called you for. You never really know. What plans he has for you. Joseph, a boy of around 17 years old, heading down as a slave in the hands of the Midianites, sold to the Egyptians, found himself being selected as a promising slave, found himself in a nice house of Potiphar. God showing him favor. But the Bible said not many days or in a period of time Potiphar's wife fell in love with this young man. Lusted after him but the man, the boy, the young man wanted to please his God. Said, I will never sin against my God. When this woman reached out after Joseph, he fled, leaving his garment in her hand. And she lied about the young man, saying, This Hebrew boy that you brought into the house. Attempted to rape me. Joseph now found himself in a prison. Found himself in a prison but shown favor in that prison. Saw folks coming and going in the prison. Interpreting dreams in the prison. Watch folks being freed in the prison. But he was still in prison. In the land of Egypt. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 41 that Pharaoh had a dream. And in that dream he was troubled. And no man... 
None of the magicians, none of his wise men could interpret the dreams. And Pharaoh became furious. And he wanted to kill every one of them. He was told of a young Jewish boy, a Hebrew boy, who had the ability to interpret dreams. Master Pharaoh, if you send for this boy, he will tell you what your dreams mean. Bible said that Pharaoh sent for Joseph listening to the cupbearer. Joseph was presented to Pharaoh and Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. Genesis 41, 17. While Joseph listened to the words of Pharaoh, said, Pharaoh, both of your dreams mean the same thing. Genesis 41 and 25. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. When Pharaoh listened to what Joseph, or the interpretation that Joseph gave, Pharaoh said, Find an intelligent and wise man, verse 33, and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. But there's going to be a famine. Seven years of plenty, but seven years of famine. We need someone who can handle the task at hand. Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them call it one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses. The Bible said that Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God. Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. Brothers and sisters, I want us to understand in a time and a season in which we are living, when men's heart have become so fearful and anxious, there is in the child of God an answer. There is in the people of God an answer. There is in the people of God an intelligence that the world can never receive. It is the wisdom of God. The world does not have the wisdom of God. The world does not have an answer to the condition that we are facing. 
So Pharaoh was now, has now set up Joseph and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Placed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. Tired him in fine clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Brothers and sisters, I want us to understand, to hear how Pharaoh treated Joseph. Took off his ring. The ring that when Pharaoh places it upon any document, it's signed and sealed, it's law. Took it off and put it on the finger of Joseph. Remove, dress him in fine linen clothing. Brothers, remember when he appeared before coming out of the prison and appeared before Pharaoh, he was shaved and, and dressed presentable to appear before Pharaoh. And now Pharaoh is redressing him. And hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. Wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, kneel down, bow. So all the citizens, when Joseph rode in his chariot, and wherever he walked, the citizens Think it's that? No. They bow before him. Because in him was the spirit of God. I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. That's the king empowering Joseph. Eve gave him another name. Now, brothers and sisters, Joseph brought immense wealth to the house of Pharaoh. After a while, when the famine started and the citizens of Egypt who had cattle and they were short for bread because Joseph had orchestrated a plan to get all the money in Egypt, locked up the economy, took all the money out of Canaan. And he was in charge of the wealth. The people had cattle, but they had no bread. They began to cry out, and Joseph said, Give us one fifth of your cattle. Let it be, be known from this day if you want bread, one fifth of your cattle. People handed it over and they got bread. Shortly after, Moses, um, Joseph gave them seed to plant. 
So one-fifth of the produce, that's 20%, bring it back. And the land that they own, Joseph ended up turning it over to the state. So brilliant he was. But his wisdom was of another kind. It was given by God. But the Bible tells us of a time when Joseph brothers who sold him the famine had reached Canaan and the news of that moment was that food was in Egypt but it was not in the promised land. So, these boys made their way down to Egypt. And in Egypt, won't get into all the details of the story, met their brother, was given food, sent back to their father, and they went back Again, down to Egypt. The Bible tells us that when, let me find it, that when the brothers and the father went down to Egypt, That Joseph broke down when he saw his father. When he saw his young brother Benjamin of his own mother. And he started weeping. Started crying. And the Bible said that the news reached the house of Pharaoh. That Joseph brothers, his family is here. And Joseph, Genesis chapter 47, went to see Pharaoh and told him, My father and my brothers have arrived from the land of Canaan. They have come with all their flocks and herds and possessions and they are now in the region of Goshen. Joseph took five of his brothers with him and presented them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, what is your occupation? Uh, We, your servants, are shepherds, just like our ancestors. We have come to live here in Egypt for a while. But there is no pasture for our flocks in Canaan for a while. Yet, 400 years. Pharaoh said to Joseph, now that your father and brothers have joined you here, choose any place in the entire land of Egypt for them to live. Give them the best land of Egypt 
Let them live in the region of Goshen. And if any of them have special skills, put them in charge of my livestock too. And then Joseph brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that the children of God is a blessing to this world. God placed the children of God in this world to bless. Even the Lord Jesus Christ told his disciples, bless and do not curse. All that should leave the lips of a believer are words of blessing. Pharaoh was blessed by Jacob. And Jacob said, Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? He said, I've traveled this earth for 130 hard years. But my life has been short compared to the lives of my ancestors. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before leaving his court. Hello, somebody. You may think that you are insignificant. But what does this tell us, brothers and sisters? That Egypt, which represents the world system, is desirous of the blessing of the church. You are not insignificant in the eyes of the world. Though they may think that you are, God knows that you are the head and not the tail. Hello, somebody. And so, the Bible tells us that Joseph and his brothers living in the land of Goshen became a blessing to Pharaoh. A blessing to Egypt. Bible tells us now that the time came for Jacob to leave this world. Verse 21 of 48, Genesis, he said to Joseph, Look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you. And will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And beyond what I have given your brothers, I'm giving you an extra portion of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Brothers and sisters. We have to understand that God is never absent. In Genesis 50, we come now to the, the end of the life of this great hero, Joseph. He said, soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers. But God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly 
promise to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. But before I die, I want you to swear to me. Joseph made the sons of Israel, his brothers, swear an oath and said, when God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. Don't leave me in Egypt. When the hand of God is clearly seen, when the act of deliverance come, make sure you don't leave my bones in Egypt. I'm coming out of Egypt when God gets ready to move. Hello, somebody. I'm telling you, in a time of darkness like we're seeing now, God's hands may not be clearly seen, but God is in the midst of Egypt. God is heavily involved in the, in, in the financial structure and system of Egypt. God is heavily involved in the government of Egypt. He is never absent. The Bible tells us of one family in Exodus chapter 1 that went down in the house to the land of Egypt. And the Bible said in, the, in time after having blessed Egypt, after having been given such shown such favor and privilege by Pharaoh Joseph being second in command all the citizens the Egyptians were bowing down to this Hebrew boy time after a while there was a turning point in history The 70 that descended down in Egypt. Joseph and all his brothers died. Ending that entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and, God, and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely Powerful and fill the land. Brothers and sisters. We have to understand that the church is not a weak institution. The church of the living God is powerful. The church of the living God has many believers that are faithful to the one who has called them. The church is multiplying right now as I'm speaking the word of the living God. Such as are to be saved are added to the church right now as I'm speaking the word of God. Like Israel down in Egypt multiplying, hallelujah, and the generation and becoming a great one. Filling the land. So is the church multiplying in these dark days. 
Yes, brothers. Yes, sisters. We're seeing a great falling away. But in the midst of it, God's picking out a number. The Bible said that eventually a new king came to power in Egypt. Uh, there was a new pharaoh who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. We have seen where the church has played an integral role in society. Not only do we witness and proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus, but wherever the church goes, there is a blessing to that community. Enriching the lives of the citizens of that community. Whether they eventually get saved or not, the church blesses the community. But here we have, brothers and sisters, a turning point in history. Because a pharaoh arrived on the scene that had no knowledge of who Joseph was. A pharaoh who forgot about the seven years of famine where one man with God's hand on his life turned the famine around that the nation could survive and bless others. The Bible said how evil was this king. And that he said to his people, look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. Fear. 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 It is no different, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. That the kings of this world have often time look on the church and see the church as a threat. Not as the body of Christ who can bless this world. But as an opposition. One who is hindering. One who is preventing us from doing what we want to do. It is true that the world is fearful of the church. Fearful of the child of God. For what can 20 people who are calling on the name of Jesus do to 15 million people? Yet still, it is clearly seen that their actions, in their actions that they are fearful of those who call on the name of the Lord. So they will legislate laws against the church. Not remembering dark days when men would run to the church for an answer. Not remembering tough times when they would look to the church for prayers. We had politicians and government and men, my God, who will look to the church in times when they did not know what to do. Pray for the country. Pray 
that God will heal this land. Pray that God will open up the finances of this land. Pray that we'll pass through this dark moment and come through on the other side. They will bow to the church. But we're living in a time, brothers and sisters, when the men who rule, hallelujah, in the land, the nations of this world, my God, they have now gathered themselves against God's people. Say, look, you've got to be careful of those who call on the name of the Lord. They are filling this land with their doctrine. They're opposing what we're doing, what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring together a one world system to govern this land. But they will never bow to us. So we have to orchestrate a plan to get rid of them. We have got to bring them into bondage and allow them to bow to us. But brothers and sisters, I want you to know that Egypt represents the worldly system. It is as if, brothers and sisters, what you have to understand that Egypt is in the hand of the Lord God. And God, hallelujah, did not abandon Egypt because they plunged themselves into darkness. God said, even though you're in your darkness, you're worshiping your gods, I want you to know that you, Pharaoh, and everyone that's in Egypt is in my hand. And Egypt now is like a womb. Because there's an embryo in Egypt which cannot be seen with the eyes. But in that embryo, God is orchestrating a plan. Something is happening in Egypt that the world can't see. Pharaoh is fearful, but he doesn't even know why he is fearful. He's thinking that these men will go to war with them, my God, and turn against him. And before you know it, we are slaves to the, to the Israelites. So we've got to put a plan together to make sure that they don't rise above us. This world does not want the church to rise. But I want you to understand that God put the, the church in the midst of this world hallelujah and gave them authority to witness to this world he said i'm going to put you in a place that does not look good to you hallelujah you look my god like the prey to be taken out of this world but i want you to know be harmless as a dove and be wise as a serpent because you are in control right here in this land that we call egypt we may call this beautiful place Canada, but it represents the Egypt of our lives. Hallelujah. Every continent is against God. Every world system is against God. But the church is the one that has the wisdom of God that's influencing the mind of the church. And there's nothing that the system of Pharaoh can do against it. Yeah. Hear what... Pharaoh says, we must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. Brothers and sisters, history has a way of repeating itself. This world does not want the church to grow. And the sad thing is that the church has bought into the doctrine of the world where we have become passive 
That's what the world system wants. It wants us to become passive. But what is the response, my God, of the children of Israel? Let's, let's read a little bit further. Pharaoh says, if we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us, and they will escape from the country. So, you don't want them. Let them escape. No, because it's the children of Israel. They were enriching the lives of the Egyptians. You see today, there's a blessing on the lives of the Jews. Anywhere they go, God bless them. They will start from nothing. And years after, they are known as some of the richest. And people will convict them and say all bad things about them. But it is the hand of God upon them. Now, the Bible said the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. Putting them in bondage. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them. Hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Python and Ramesses as supply centers for the king. Brothers and sisters, what the church needs to understand at this very moment, we're seeing now uh, uh, how much the world hates us. Yet still, it is the hands of the holy people that's building this world. Talk about being in bondage, building cities or a system that does not honor the God in whom we believe in. Enriching Pharaoh. And now they are now being taken advantage of brutal slave drivers hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. Hello somebody. This too was the plan of God. Because in this, what's taking place is that God knew that the time of the deliverance of the people of Israel was coming. God needed something to respond to. It is the crushing labor, the pain, the agony that these men and women were going through that would allow them to cry out to God. These are difficult times. The tragedy, brothers and sisters, I want us to be awakening and enlightened in our mind that as we face these difficult times, the answer is not trying to find a plan on our own to make life comfortable. God is allowing the pharaohs of this land uh, to, to, to punish and to persecute us and to allow us to face hardship so that the church will cry. It is the cry that will allow the hand of God to be seen. Because before the children of Israel cried out, they did not see clearly the hand of God. 
Tell somebody cry. And so, the Bible said, but the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread and more alarmed the Egyptians became. Brothers and sisters, what this is telling us that the children of Abraham, uh, which we are a part of the children of Abraham now, we've got to understand that we, as the church, we grow, we perform best when we are taken advantage of. When we are oppressed. When we are afflicted with pain. When we are persecuted. Then the church multiplies. That's what. That's how God grows his church. That's how God. My God Almighty establishes his kingdom. It's never in comfort. It's never in, in being passive. It's being my God Almighty. When we are held under. My God. Taken advantage of. When burdens. My God are placed on us. The Bible said that the children of Israel. When they were forced into hardship. They begin to multiply. And spread. And the more they multiplied, the more alarmed the Egyptians became. The more the church multiplies, is the more fearful the, the world system becomes. Hallelujah. For when they legislate laws against us and tell us that we can't worship, we can't call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have got to know to take the hardship because there is a moment, my God Almighty, hallelujah, when we will see the hand of God. This is turning point one when Pharaoh turns against Joseph. But there's coming a time when God will have the final say. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. The Bible said that so the Egyptians work the people of Israel without mercy. The world does not show mercy to the saints of the living God. They will use you today and kick you out of the workforce tomorrow. My God Almighty, they will set you up today and take you down tomorrow. That's why we can't trust in the Pharaoh. We have got to depend on God. That's why we have to know that our help comes from God. Our bread comes comes from God. Our life comes from God. For in him we live, we move and have our being outside of which we are nothing. My God, everything is God. God is full stop brothers and sisters. That's the position of the church. In the midst of Egypt, but never alone. In bondage, under suppression and pain. My God Almighty, but never alone. Bible said, made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all the works in the fields. They were ruthless in all their demands. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives, Sifra and Pua. When you help the Hebrew woman as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. future whatever brothers and sisters god gave me this word to speak to the church so that our eyes may be open can't be church as usual we have got to see the world system and understand it it's never for the church 
Oh, God Almighty. Some of us, we line up ourselves with the world's systems. We, we have ambitions that will take us places. And we don't want to have God with us. Look and tell me when you see the Hebrew mothers giving birth. If it is a Hebrew boy, kill him. We're going to take out this generation. No future for the church, for the, for the nation. Huh. If it's a girl, let her live. But because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives. Why have you done this? He demanded. Why have you allowed the boys to live? Brothers and sisters, some of us need the attitude of these midwives. The world is saying, you can't do this. And now we have got to open our ears to understand when is it that the system of this world has crossed the line. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When is it that now you're interfering with my relationship with God? I don't care if you don't understand what's going on. I'm here to worship the true and living God. I'm here, my God, to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, you don't want me to call the name. You just want me to say God. But my God gave me a name and tell me that I must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I want to tell the church, my God Almighty, the more they try to suppress you is the more you call the name of Jesus. The more they try to tell you not to do this and not to do that. And you don't have to do it the way. You got to learn to call on the name of Jesus. When the hardship comes, call on the name of Jesus. When they try to kill you, call on the name of Jesus. When they try to throw you out, call on the name of Jesus. For his name is salvation. His name is deliverance. His name is hope. Mm. Brothers and sisters, hard times are here. Difficult times are here. But I want to let you know, God is keeping his church in the midst of Egypt. God is keeping his church in the midst of hardship. God is keeping his church, my God Almighty, under suppression. God is keeping his church even if they try to kill us. Why haven't you killed them? Why haven't you obeyed the orders? No, these Hebrew mothers, they're not ordinary. When they're having children, by the time they don't, they don't labor so long. By the time you see the process, it's over. You can't stop the hand of God can't stop the church see brothers and sisters what i want us to understand is that we have to change our mindset it's the mind that god has first to deliver from this system and god knows he could not get israel out of egypt as long as fair as joseph was still governor over egypt he knew 
If that Pharaoh was still there, it was impossible. So God has got to do something to deliver his people. Why? Because there's a promise on the life of his people. Uh, Egypt is not our destiny. It's a stopover point. It's a point where God is using it to enrich the lives of the Israelites to take them out and make them a great nation. Brothers and sisters, what we have to understand also is that God placed these 70 names that we read. Or these names, 70 of them down as one family down in Egypt. 70. But by the time they were ready to leave Egypt, they were not considered a family. They were considered a nation. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, there are those of us right now that has become fearful of the world system. Laws. You can't do this. You can't go certain places unless you're vaccinated. Might as well I say. And you can't do this and do that unless you're vaccinated. Now I'm not a medical person. So I'll not speak about the signs. But I ask one question to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. When is it that the child of God has lost control over his or her own body? For this book tells me that my body is the temple of the living God. It tells me, present your body as a living sacrifice unto God. Hallelujah. Holy and acceptable, which is our reason of the service. My body is the temple of the living God. Ain't no Pharaoh, ain't no Egyptian is going to tell me what to do with my body. My God Almighty, I fear the true and living God. And if God can't keep me in Egypt, he's no God. My God Almighty. But if he, if he not, because I know he is God in due season, my God Almighty, even if I die here, Jacob, Joseph said, my God Almighty, don't you leave my bones down in Egypt because I'm telling you my father prophesied about it but I have a word on my own there's coming a time when God's hand will be clearly seen and you will be taken out of Egypt back to the land of promise. I want the church to know that this is not your destination. There's coming a moment where it's called the resurrection and that's the power of the church. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. So if you, if I can't fit in and you kill me, my bones not going to stay here. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. Egypt is not my destiny. I've got a home prepared. My God Almighty. Where the saints abide. Just over in the glory land. I'm telling somebody, you too, you're worrying about your future. There's a bright day coming where the hand of God will be clearly seen. When those who fight against God, God is coming back with his judgment. Oh, Shamba Hosiah, my God Almighty, hallelujah. Preachers who are now, we have got now with what is happening in this world, we have now allowed the system of the world to divide the church. 
Some are asking. They phone me and they ask me, can I come to your church? Or do I have to be vaccinated to come to your church? I say, it's not my church. It's the church of the living God. I'm, I'm going to hit this squarely on the head. Brothers and sisters, this is the church of the living God. Hallelujah. And I'm sorry for pastors. And I speak, I know what God told me. He did tell this church, stay behind the cloud. He said there's a confusion that's coming on the land. From 2019, God gave us that word. He said there's a confusion that's coming on the land that the governments won't have an answer for. Do you remember? Praise the name of the Lord. Not my words. The Lord word. Now, elder, if the government don't have an answer, why am I bowing to the system of the world? Somebody's saying I'm rebellious. No, I'm honoring the word of the living God. I don't care about anybody else. But God put that word on my tongue and I've got to live up to that word. I've got to be the last man standing if so it be. Praise the name of the living God. I'm telling you in the moment of darkness it's time to be equipped with the power of the living God. Because you won't be able to stand the suppression and the hardship unless God is living inside of you. Unless the power of God is saturating your innermost being. Somebody's Say, Pastor, well, how are we going to survive? I want to let you know as we spend some time in the book of Exodus, God is leading me there. I want to let you know that the hand of God, hallelujah, shall provide for his people. It doesn't matter how bitter Pharaoh becomes. I'm not afraid of Pharaoh, my God Almighty, for God himself will humble Pharaoh in due season. What he wants from me is worship. What he wants from me is worship. And if the church don't begin to cry, if the church don't begin to cry, my God Almighty, not crying, say, it's hard. Cry and say, Lord, look down upon us, Lord. Lord, give us boldness, Lord. Lord, give us the tenacity to stand in these hard times. Then you recognize, hallelujah, how the world will have to bow to the church. Hallelujah. For if they're going to bow, every knee going to bow to God. Hallelujah. And every tongue confess. It means, hallelujah, the church will be exalted and the world will be humbled. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Trying to kill the anointing. They don't mind having you in church. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. For when every baby is born, there's a life in that child. Hallelujah. No, no baby that's born, just born still. My God, if they come out still, one slap on the butt and the baby begin to cry. Hallelujah. When, when you get the Holy Ghost, God give you something inside of you. My God, to change this atmosphere. God put something inside of you to change the very atmosphere in which you live so you can't stay in the world system and lock your mouth like you have locked jaw you gotta open your mouth and let them know when they stand against you my god almighty hallelujah when they don't want to hear you when you preach the word of god don't try to stay there my god this book says if they won't accept you turn your back 
dust the very shoes, the heel, the dust off your heel of your shoes and leave. My God, it will be more tolerable. My God, in the day of judgment for Sodom, my God Almighty, from that city. Church of the living God. Jesus is calling his church out of this Egyptian system. Jesus is calling his church. He said, turn your eyes upon me. Look unto the rock from which you are hewn. Don't you believe that you have to bow to this system? Hallelujah. Every child, every believer, I don't care. For some of us believe because we have titles. God have, a, God have a governmental system. But every one of us who is empowered by the Lord has a greater honor than even the government of this land. Hallelujah. And I'm not rebellious because our God is, has told us to honor those who have put in charge. But once you cross the line with worship, it's a different story. Because there's one thing that my God is jealous of is his worship. You can do anything, my God, but don't you cross the line with his worship. Question is, brothers and sisters, in closing, are you ready for the move of God? Are you ready? For the move of God. I'm telling you, I'm looking everyone squarely in the face. If you try to resist it, if you try to find your own answer, if you try to orchestrate a plan to be comfortable, you're going to miss it. I'm saying it again, brothers. I'm saying it again, sisters. If you try... To orchestrate a plan to make yourself more comfortable. In this time, you're going to miss it. God is the one who caused the Pharaoh to treat the children of Jacob with contempt. How did it happen? You think it's mere... Lack of knowledge. These pharaohs are surrounded with a lot of men who are called advisors. Someone would have reminded him of who Joseph was. So what we think, brothers and sisters, what we see, our eyes are upon pharaoh. But we're looking at the wrong thing. Somebody should ask the question, why? God removed himself from Pharaoh. And allowed his heart to become hard to the people of Israel. So when you see politicians and government treating the church a certain way, don't you blame them. God is the one who is up to something. God is the one who is getting his church ready to be raptured. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are you ready? If folks don't talk about being raptured again, you know, the people, people don't talk about heaven again. Hallelujah. Are you ready? 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you ready, my God, for that trump? Are you ready for when he pull his church out of this world? You think you see anything crazy yet? It's going to get crazier. It's going to get harder. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's going to get tough. My God Almighty, hallelujah. My God, there may be some days that we have to go without bread. We're going to turn them into fasting. But we're going to see the hand of God. Hey, somebody, I'm talking to a church that needs to be equipped for the return of God. Jump to your feet, everyone. My God Almighty, I'm not here to tell you something that will make you comfortable and to soothe your conscience. I'm telling you already that God is turning up the heat. He's removing himself from some of the governments. When they had a heart for the church, when they would say something good towards the church, they don't feel it in their heart again. For God left them. God just let them move against the church. Some of us say, how comes God is setting up his church? For God knows that some of us are so trapped. So trapped. Building cities. Building Ramesses. Trapped. Brick and mortar. Enriching this world. And the kingdom of God is suffering. Question is. Who is ready for an exodus? Who is ready to be released in this world? My God. Who is ready to be like a, a midwife? Not a midwife. One of the Hebrew mothers. Or possibly a midwife. One who is ready to give birth to something in a hard time. One who is ready to produce on the hardship. Who is ready? Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. You got to lift your hand and say, Lord, I'm ready. One who has been afflicted with pain, but said, Lord, give me something to produce. One who wants to be pregnant with a word from God. A word that will change the course of history. Who is ready? Maybe one, my God Almighty, who said, Lord, I want to be like a midwife. I want to be, my God, like a midwife who is there for somebody who is pregnant with something from eternity. For every time that God speaks, every time he deposits something in us, it is from eternity, brothers and sisters. I want to be like a midwife. I'll stay there until I give birth. Who is ready? Who wants to be used? Who wants their body to become a temple for the living God? Who is ready for an old-fashioned anointing? My God Almighty. Not one of those that's programmed. That one of those, my God Almighty. That the program comes from heaven. Not one who is cultured by your assembly. One that comes from heaven. One that will do what the Lord wants him to do. One that's burning on the inside with fire. Some of us have become so materialistic. All our eyes are on the things of this world. But the Lord said, are you ready for a move of the Holy Ghost? Are you ready for an outpouring? Are you ready to change this land in which we live? What you need is an anointing from above. Something to stir on the inside of you. Something that will cause you to produce. 
Somebody saying, I haven't produced for a long while. Yes, because that passive spirit has hindered you. And now hardship is here. It's time to push. It's time to produce. It's time for the release. Somebody say, right in this atmosphere, Korabashamba Tahusa. Right in this atmosphere, hallelujah. Lift your hands if you want a touch from the Lord. Right in this atmosphere, I don't care if you're in your bedroom, bathroom, whatever, wherever you are. Right in this atmosphere, my God Almighty, the hand of the Lord is removing the web. My God Almighty, hallelujah, hallelujah. That dark cloud that sits over our eyes and prevents us from seeing clearly. My God Almighty, right now, I command your eyes to be open. I command your spirit to be open right now to receive from the Lord himself. Jesus, loose you. Jesus, set you free. Jesus, begin to touch you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Shama Hosiah. Oh, Mama Sata Bahusha. I feel the Holy Ghost. Some folks were so powerful. My God Almighty. You marched down in Egypt knowing that the hand of the Lord is upon you. My God. Prophesy. Preach. My God. Sing unto the Lord. But in the in, 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 as time progress my God almighty the singing becomes less the prophecy seems to cease oh katashambahasa my God almighty the word and the preaching seems to cease but God said I will surely visit my people I will surely pull them out of Egypt the time has come the time is here it's a turning point are you ready for a move of God? Are you ready to be used by God as you reflect on your life? God, I'm ready. God Almighty, I tell them what I have to say, God. What you gave me, I told them, Lord Jesus. Masamba Hotasha. I tell them clearly what you have to tell me God I gave them clearly now Jesus do what you need to do hallelujah one time you used to shake but you stop shake now one time you used to shout but you stop shout now and the hardship is coming but you're running to and fro trying to find a solution gotta tell them Jesus release them Jesus let your hand be upon them now 
Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're sitting right now. Now, my God, you need the Holy Ghost. Open your mouth and bless the name of the Lord. My God, leave her. Nothing will happen to her. My God Almighty, let her worship the Lord. Yes, Sister Adi. My God Almighty, something powerful is happening to you right now. Open your mouth and be blessed of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is upon you. Yes, Lord. My God. Yes, Lord. Some Somebody open your mouth and begin to bless the name of the Lord Jesus. I need you now, Lord. This is my time in bondage, in suppression. But I can feel your presence moving all over me. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, open your mouth. You don't have the Holy Ghost. Begin to believe God for it right now. But my God, he said, if you believe him and repent of your sins, you shall receive. My God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. Hallelujah. Come on. Shout to the Lord Jesus and bless his name. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, Baratama Hosata. Hallelujah. Shambokoto Bahasata Basiah. Hallelujah. Glory. My God Almighty. Jesus, Lucio, bind every force of darkness right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I command you to be loose to receive of him right now. Open your mouth and bless the name of the Lord. There's a mashana in your soul right now. There's a Holy Ghost turn up inside of you right now. Open your mouth and bless him right where you are. Give glory to God. Give honor to his 